Welcome to Life Church of Mobile's audio podcast. We hope that this teaching will challenge you in any season of life you may be in. Thanks for joining us and enjoy. Well, Wednesday nighters know this, but I want you, I want all you Wednesday night serious disciples know this, but I want everybody to say it this morning. I am not powerless. I am powerful. You are not powerless in your life. You don't have to remain a victim of circumstances. I want all the victors in the house to say, I'm a victor. (laughs) One more time, say, I'm not powerless. I am powerful. And you know, you know, when you think about it, and here's what we need to, to, to realize, the devil doesn't have that much power. Come on. You know, the word says one day they'll, they'll look on him who's caused all this havoc. And you know what they're going to say? Is that, that? If he walked up this aisle today, we'd be like, you got to be kidding me. This is the one who did all of this. But here's the thing. He doesn't have that much power, but I'll tell you what he is good at. He is good at deception and intimidation and lying. But he's a defeated foe. I want everybody to say the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free from the law of sin and death. I want you to say, we already heard it this morning. I want you to say it with me. Death no longer rules over me. Sin no longer rules over me. I am more than a conqueror. Hallelujah. You know, I'm just getting my motor warmed up a little bit this morning. Is that all right? When I pray for y'all, I'm a visual person. I visualize, and that's how I, I... But you know, when I pray for you, I pray for you by where you sit in church. Y'all throw me off when you move. I pray for you, but where you sit? I was praying for you guys in the middle of the night, Thursday night. And uh, I just suddenly became aware, Susan, of how much God loves you. And so today I just want to tell you, from the Father's heart to you, He wants you to know you are loved, valued, and appreciate it. Won't you say it? He loves me. Man, I hope you could, I hope you'll hear that. It was so powerful and so real. And so I just wept a little bit and just said, Lord, I love them too. Thank you for who they are and for the difference that they make in the lives of people all over the world as we get ready for Latvia. Amen. Today we're talking about, I want everybody to say, keep the growing going. Uh, you got to say it better than that. Keep the growing going. You know, God is a visionary God. He is a God of vision. And he wants us to continually grow and make progress. As God's family, we have been given the profound ability and responsibility, listen, to dream. Come on now, any dreamers in the house besides me? 
any visionaries in the house besides me. You don't have the right to stop having visions and dreams until you have faithfully served God and your generation. Did you hear me? And your purpose. And here's the great thing. You are never too old to get a new attitude. I said, you're never too old to get a new attitude. And you're never too young to get a new attitude. You know, you ever tell your kids when they were growing up, you need an attitude adjustment. Well, let me tell you what. Some of us, as we get older, we need an attitude adjustment. And this goes along. Keep your finger. Turn to Psalms chapter 1. But I tell you what, before we get to Psalms chapter 1, this goes along with this. Look at Psalms 92. This is, I don't think this is even in the notes, but... I need to release this over us. It goes along with uh, what we're going to read today and what we're going to begin, which we'll finish Wednesday night. I can't finish this morning with the time that I've got, but we'll finish it hopefully Wednesday night. Psalm 92, verse 12. And boy, some of you need to grab a hold of this. The righteous shall flourish like a palm tree. They shall grow up like a cedar. They shall grow like a cedar in Lebanon. Those who are planted in the house of the Lord. We heard about that this morning, the importance of being planted in the house. Those who are planted in the house of the Lord shall flourish in the courts of our God. Watch this now. You're never too old to get a a new attitude. They shall flourish in the courts of their God. They shall bear fruit... They shall bear fruit in old age. I think the King James says they shall be fat and flourishing. The New King James says they shall be fresh and flourishing. Now, you know, some of you in here today are like me. You're not going to need this verse until you get in your 50s and 60s. 70s, 80s. (laughs) I repent. Okay, okay. But this verse is a promise for us. We will be fresh and flourishing. You have the DNA of a visionary God that lives on the inside of you if you're born again. Everybody's born again. Wave at me this morning. They shall bear fruit in old age. They shall be fresh. They shall be fat and flourishing to declare that the Lord is upright. He is my rock and there is no unrighteousness in him. Somebody say, thank you, Lord. Isn't that a good word? You never stop learning. You never stop growing. You never get to the place that you think you know everything. Watch this now. Sometimes your knowing can get in the way of your learning. What you think you know will not let you grow. And boy, I tell you, I have been, every every word you can think about, refurbished, refired, re restored, reinvigorated, I'm telling you, and it's coming in waves in my life right now as God still teaches me, energizes me. You are not too old to ever begin again. 
to get a fresh start. You might have wasted some things back there in your life. Any of us that can say I wasted some things back there in my life? I think we all can. But God has a way of making it up. It's called grace. (laughs) Oh, God has a way of making it up. When you just simply say, yes, Lord, I am willing to change. I am willing to be changed. I am willing to be challenged. I am willing to keep a dream and a vision that is fresh and new as the morning dew in my life. It's the kind of God we serve. So I want you to say yes. Yes. Say yes. Yes. Never let someone who's given up on their dreams talk you out of yours. You know that old statement, misery loves company? That's true. Sometimes when folks can't get get the victory themselves. They want you to come down there where they are. Never let somebody who's given up on life talk you out of your life. In fact, I want you to, let's say this today. Everybody say, I'm not shrinking back. I'm not thinking back. I'm not going back. I'm moving forward into God's destiny for my life. Now say this, my best days start today. And let's declare this, the devil is a liar. All right, turn to Psalms chapter one. We're getting there. Glory to God. You know, I got a question for you. The, The real question today is, and here's what I want all of us to ask ourselves, am I still growing? That's what I want to know. I want to look at my life and ask myself, am I still growing? Am I being, listen, everybody look, am I being too small in my expectation and in my prayers? And in my desires? Because here's what I believe God is saying, and we're talking about keep the growing going. We are created to grow, to advance, to increase, to expand, and to be enlarged. And if you're constantly around people that are trying to keep you shut down, locked down, fenced in, and keep your world real small, I am declaring that this is your day, and not only is this your day, this is your season to break out. I wish somebody would say it's my season to break out. Do not accept the limitations in your life that God never intended to put there. Stop limiting God. We're created to grow. We're created to expand. And listen, I don't care what season of life you're in, God wants you to be a continual grower and a continual learner. Are you with me this morning? He expects us to live with expectation and to live expansively. Can I get an amen? Amen. And if you're just looking for a comfortable church, it's not here. That's not what we're about. 
And, and you know what? And if, and listen, I'm going to challenge. As God challenges me, I'm going to challenge you. Challenge is good. God will challenge us. The word will challenge us. The spirit of God will challenge us. We're not just about being comfortable Christians. We're about being growing Christians. How many of you want to grow? Well, I do. Psalms chapter 1. Finally getting there, aren't we? Oh, my goodness. The psalmist sees himself. I love how the psalmist sees himself. Because he's reflecting on his own life. He is moving on. He sees himself. Well, let's read it. Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the path of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful. That's not really what I'm going to talk about today. But let me just mention this. Disconnect from infected people. You know why? Infected people infect people. Anyway. But his delight, listen, his delight is in the law of the Lord. And in his law, he meditates every Sunday morning for a few minutes. (laughs) Just making sure you're with me. He meditates day and night in his word. Watch this. He shall be like a tree. What we just read earlier in Psalm 92. A tree planted by the rivers of water that brings forth. Oh, I could stop there, but I won't. Somebody say bring it. Bring it. Brings forth its fruit in season, whose leaf also shall not wither, and whatever he does shall prosper. We already read Psalm 92. The righteous shall flourish like a palm tree. He shall grow like a cedar in Lebanon. I want you to know these promises are true in the storm. In the storm, I'm like a tree planted by the rivers of water. I'm going to bring forth fruit. In the hard times, I'm like a tree. You're like a tree planted by the rivers of water. In the rain, in the sun, in the wind, our roots are going to go down deep, 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 deep and let the storms and the rains and the winds blow, but we shall flourish like a palm tree in the house of God. Somebody give God praise in the house. Now, I already said God designed us to be a continual learner. And a grower. We're a growth-minded church. And I'm not talking about necessarily numerically. Not against that. But we want to keep the growing going. We see ourselves, watch, as a church in process. We're in process. I'm in process. God is doing things. We welcome a challenge to stretch. And I want to challenge you today. Challenge yourself to be a continual grower. How many of you want to grow? Wave at me. God is taking many of the families in this house, listen to this, to a place to where you will be the first. The first in your family (laughs) to break the cycle of addiction. The first in your family to break the cycle of poverty. 
the first in your family to break the cycle of depression. The first in your family to break the cycle of failure, the cycle of poverty, the cycle of depression. The first in your family to stop thinking of yourself as a victim and start seeing yourself as a victor. If nobody in your family has done it yet, glory to God, you get to be the first. But it is time up for us, I believe, to rise up and believe for something better. To push ourselves out of our boundaries and to allow God to constantly be transforming us. Now, here it is. We should strive to be different today than we were yesterday. Different tomorrow than you were last week and different this year than we were last year. By the end of 2016... I want, to, I want to see things I've never seen before, experience things I've never experienced before, and walk in some things I've never walked in before. Are you with me this morning? Somebody say, keep the growing going. Now, to show you this, as we've already seen it in Psalms 1, but in Luke chapter 2, powerful passage, it says this, Jesus grew in wisdom, stature, and favor with God and all the people. Now watch this. Even Jesus had to grow, to learn, and to increase. You know, we think about, here's, here's how the religious, Jesus is born, and you know, even though we wouldn't maybe necessarily just say it this way, we almost think he came out of the womb going, Hello, blessed Mother Mary. He had a British accent, of course. You know he had to have a British accent. Shalom, Joseph. Jesus had to be taught. He had to grow. He had to learn. And if Jesus had to grow and he had to learn and he had to increase, we need to grow, we need to learn, and we need to increase. Would somebody in the house say amen? Amen. Even Jesus had to do that. But watch this. Healthy growth is not automatic. Think about it with me. A baby can be born and die of malnutrition. Healthy growth is not automatic. Listen, here's what I've discovered. Growth has to be intentional. Just because a child is born doesn't mean it will automatically grow up healthy. Watch this. It has to be fed the right things or it will die of malnutrition. Are you following me today? Are you connecting the dots? So I could say this. Healthy growth comes from eating the right food. Come on. Are you getting ahead of me a little bit? I hope you are. So if that is the case, Bobby, I need to be selective about what I feed on. If I'm going to grow, you've got to be selective about what you feed on. I want you to tell your neighbor right now, don't eat that stuff. Be 
selective in what you feed on. Boy, listen to this. What you feed on by what you listen to. Stop feeding on those verbal assaults that the enemy brought against you this week. Where you allow them to roll around and around and around and around in your head. Those verbal assaults, those mental assaults, those emotional assaults. The message you hear at church is important. I don't need a watered-down message that tells me what I want to hear. I need a gospel that tells me what I need to hear. A challenge. It challenges us to change us. And then grace empowers us. And you know, the Holy Spirit spoke to me this week and he said, you know, there's too many churches today with a diet of junk food. I want somebody to say, no Twinkies up in here. I know some of you are thinking, I like Twinkies. Yeah, but I tell you what, Twinkies will cause you to grow, but they'll cause you to grow in the wrong way. Can I get an Amen. Now, here's the thing, though, and we have to guard against this. As we grow and as we learn and as we expand and as we allow God to take us, I don't just want knowledge. I just, I don't want, just want information. Watch this. Andrew, I want fruitful knowledge. Think about that. I'm not just looking for information. I want fruitful knowledge. I want a knowing that translates into growing. Focus on, here it is, focus on knowledge that produces godly change and fruit in your everyday living. When I teach something, when I preach it, I am looking for how can I apply this to my life? What is going on in my life right now that I can take this story, whether it's men in the Bible, women in the Bible, a scripture in the Bible, David, John, uh, uh, you name them all, the prophets, Elijah, Elisha, all of those. How can I apply this into my life? Focus on knowledge that produces godly change and fruit in your everyday living. It is amazing how much knowledge we accumulate, and I'm not against any of this, so everybody say, I love you, Brother Scotty. Man, we, can, we, we know every number of our favorite sports team. We know every player's number. Now, I'll get you. Just give me a minute. Although, if that don't get you, I'll, I'll, give me a minute. I'll, I'll. We know all the characters in our favorite TV show, their relationships, how long their relationships have lasted, when their relationships ended, and who may be on the horizon that's coming up. We know the latest top 10 songs. I quit listening. I listen, and I don't, again, don't get me wrong. Don't, don't, don't misinterpret this, but I don't listen to secular radio very much. Reason being was last time I had it on, I, I flipped it on, and the song started going, You're no good, you're no good, you're no good. <laughs> And 
And I thought, for sure, it couldn't get any worse. Then after they said, you're no good, you're no good, you're no good, then they paused a minute and they said, baby, you're no good. What am I saying? I'm saying I'm not against any of those things, but what I'm saying is I want to learn things that are going to produce good fruit in my life. Expand myself. Man, be a reader. Be a learner. Be somebody who's soaking it in, who is ready to expand. Listen, I can't wait for Wednesday night because we're going to talk about the Berean church. We're going to talk about a church that is ready to go after it and looks at the scripture and says, yes, we are open to what God wants to do in our lives. Can I get an amen in this house today? Never stop investing yourself in yourself with fruitful knowledge. Invest in yourself. Don't expect other people to be willing to invest in you if you're not willing to invest in yourself. I want you to say with me this morning, thank you, Jesus. I'm worth investing in. Well, Brother Scotty, how do you know that? I know this because God said, I'm going to put my spirit in you. You are the temple of the living God. My goodness. Fill with God potential. Invest yourself. But here's what I'm saying. Invest yourself in things that will actually make a difference in your life and somebody else's life. I'm not just interested in giving you information that has absolutely no relevance in your daily life. I want to know, how does this translate into shoe leather? Somebody say, keep the growing going. Let's look in Genesis chapter 11. So I try to tie this together and wind it down here in the next 15 minutes. I believe I can do it, and we'll finish it Wednesday night. I'm challenging you as God has challenged me this year to grow, to expand, expand my horizons. You know what? I got to show you another verse real quick. Can I do that? Can we take a a detour? Look over at second, uh, I believe it's uh, second Corinthians chapter six, verse 12. And this is what I'm, this is, this is a truth that I'm wanting to release into this house that I believe is it's really, a, it summarizes what we're talking about today in, in a certain aspect of it. Paul says in 2 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 12, You are not restricted by us. What's this? You are restricted by your own affections. Somebody say desires. You know, that's one thing I can't give, I can't give you the desire. The Holy Spirit can give you the desire. You can stir it up. But I want you to know this. When you come into this house, you're going to hear a gospel preached that is unlimited. A gospel that says all things are possible to those who believe, who are willing to invest, who are willing to let God be God, who are willing to realize that God is not a God of religion. God is a God of relationship. 
And I want us to declare in our lives, I will not restrict what God can do in me because of age, because of demographic, because of the color of my skin, because of the numbers in my bank account, because of my past. There will not be anything in my life that I allow to restrict me. I am going to go for it. I am getting beyond the fence that the devil had me fenced in with. It's a new day and I'm getting out there. Somebody say amen. Amen. Genesis 11, we usually, and I usually minister out of Genesis 12, but to back up in Genesis 11, listen to this. How many of you know who, who Tira is, or Tira, however you pronounce it? He is the father. Tira is the father of Abraham. And in verse 31, he takes his son Abram, his grandson Lot, the son of Haran, his daughter-in-law Sarah, his son Abram's wife, and they went with them from Ur of the Chaldeans to go to the land of Canaan. Now remember, we're talking about growing, going, making progress. He has a destination. It would be like us leaving here, going up the interstate, and our destination, let's say, is is, uh, Birmingham. Okay? That's what they started off to do, going into, into Canaan. Well, they came to Haran, and they dwelt there. So the days of Terah were 205 years, and he died in Haran. Genesis 12. Now the Lord had said to Abram, Get out of your country, from your family, and from your father's house, to a land I will show you. To a land I will show you. I will make you a great nation. I will bless you, and I will make your name great. And you'll be a blessing. Boy, we're going to get on this Wednesday night. I will bless those who bless you. I will curse him who curses you. And in you, all the families of the earth shall be blessed. So Abram departed as the Lord had spoken to him. Lot went with him. And Abram was 75 years old when he departed from Haran. Somebody say amen. All of you older folks who feel like, I'm just going to tag along and get by. No, no, no. This is a word for you. God's word to Abraham was this. His father had settled in Haran, and some teach, and I don't know, historically, he lost a son there, and that it became a place of sentimental attachment to him that he did not want to move on from, and so he stopped there. It could be, and you know, in our lives, we find ourselves at places where we stop Maybe it's something traumatic that happened to us. Uh, Maybe, listen, it could be an attitude. Watch this, folks. It could be a place where you got offended. Can I tell you? It's time to move past that church that you got offended in 20 years ago. And you might have moved on physically, but you're still there. Let it go. Let it go. Move on past that attitude. It can be an agreement. It can be an offense. Something that somebody did, something that somebody said, an experience. It can be any number of reasons that causes us to stop. Instead of going to Birmingham, we decided we got to Montgomery. 
and we settle there. This is the system that causes us to settle in a place, watch this, that causes us to fall short of what God has for us. And here is what God is saying to Abram. Abram, I never called your father to stop here and live here. Get up and get going. I didn't call you, Andrew, to stay here. Watch this. I called you to pass through here. The Lord is my shepherd. Drew already quoted it. I shall not want. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me. He restores my soul. Yea, though I walk. I walk through. Where's our sister at? I walk through. The valley of the shadow of death. I will fear no evil for your rod and your staff are with me. They comfort me. I got news for you. A rod and a staff are given to you to keep you moving, keep you going. I'm not going to settle in a place that I'm just supposed to pass through. Can I get an amen in this house today? Don't live where you're supposed to pass through. Make a decision. I want somebody to shout, I'm not staying here. And that means that you're going to have to make decisions in your life that necessitate growth in your life and challenge yourself and allow God to challenge you. How many of you are ready to keep on going and to keep on growing? All right, here's how we're going to close this out. And we're going to finish it Wednesday night. I got so much more that I want to bring to you out of this. But you're going to need to be here Wednesday night to do it. We're having such a great time. Aren't we having a great time on Wednesday night? Woo, boy. Everybody, I want you to stand up. Guys, I want you to put those next sections up on the board, and we're going to read it out loud and declare it over our lives. I'm telling you, for some of you, this is your Esther season. If you're obedient, if you say yes to God... I'm telling you, it's your Esther season. Not only that, but I'm sensing right now, some of us in this house, your youth is being renewed. Vision and growth brings energy. Charlotte, it does. This is your Esther season. Oh, my God. Born for a specific time. And used by the Holy Spirit to birth things and bring things in the earth. But I want you to, first of all, make a commitment to say yes to allowing God to grow you in this season. How many of you see yourself like a tree planted by the rivers of water? Listen to this. Bringing forth my fruit in season. 
My leaf shall not fade or wither, and everything I do is prospering and blessed, and the hand of God is on it. I'm allowing God to teach me and refine me and to grow me, and even looking back at the hard things in my life that didn't do anything but end up strengthening me and cause promotion to come to my life. That's the kind of God we serve. But we've got to make a commitment in this house to keep growing. Amen. How many of you ready to grow? Amen. All right, let's declare some things over our life. I'm going to turn around and read it on the screen with you. One, two, three. Let's read it out loud. My life is written out in your book, O oh Lord. You had plans for me even before I was born. I am in your heart always. You have forgiven me of all my past and removed my sins as far as the east is from the west. We got to stop and praise him for just a minute right there. Hey, Drew, you know what that's called? That's called a sila. You know what a sila is? Not Seymour, sila. Sila means pause and think about it. Wow. You have forgiven me all of my past and removed my sins as far as the east is from the west. You have destined me to be a blessed person, to live an abundant life, and to receive great things from you. Selah. Come on now. Allow God to birth this in you today. Allow God to birth this in you today. Allow God to rebirth some of this in you today. You have given me a dream, a vision, and hope. Therefore, I will live my life with my head held high because I am yours and you are mine. You have chosen me. I am yours and you are forever mine. Selah! Come on now, allow it. Give God praise over it. Let it get sealed in you. I am bought with your blood, rescued from the dark power of Satan's rule and filled with hope and ex- We got to do that again. I am bought with your blood, rescued from the dark power of Satan's rule and filled with hope and expectation. I stand on the promises of God this day and declare over my life and my dreams and placed for such a time. (laughs) Here we go. My life matters and I am making a difference. I am a warrior. I dare to believe in God-given dream seeds to stand against the darkness and let my light shine in this world in my place of influence and authority. I will keep my heart open to the work of the Holy Spirit and I will live the adventure. I will grow in fruitful knowledge and I will walk in my God-given purpose and passion and I will see the provision of the Lord. 
Somebody say Jehovah Jireh. Let's praise Jehovah Jireh. How many of you have needs in your life that you need to get met? Let's praise him for just a minute for meeting those needs supernaturally. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We rejoice over these truths and we praise you. You are our provider. All right, here we go. I am chosen. I am on the way. I am needed. I am loved. I will make it. My dream will touch me and others and change our lives for the better. I am a finisher. Not through yet. I don't have to stay where I am. I refuse to be a victim of my circumstances because I am a victor over my circumstances. I am not my father. I am not my mother. I am not what happened to me. My family history is not my destiny. I am not who they say I am. Hallelujah. Say it this way. I am not the label they... We got to do that again. I am not the label that they put on me. I am loved and valued by the creator of the universe. I am in for an abundant supply of grace that is headed my way. Shout. Oh, are you ready? Because I can hear it. Do you have your spiritual ears tuned this morning? I said, do you have your spiritual ears tuned this morning? Here we go. I am hearing a sound of grace, a sound of hope, a sound of forgiveness, restoration, new beginnings, healing of broken places, rescuing me from every dark valley. Hallelujah. So here we go. Almost through. I'm not, do it again, I'm not shrinking back or thinking back or going back. I'm moving forward into God's destiny for my life. My best days begin today. Thanks again for listening to Live Church of Mobile's podcast. If you would like to find out more about our church, you can visit us at livechurchmobile.com.